Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about forgiveness, specifically forgiving yourself and others. What does that have to do with sobriety, you might ask? Well, personally, for me, it was almost everything. Josh and I have always struggled with really trying to be perfect and trying to do everything right. But we know now that that's just impossible to do. And that's the first thing we really had to learn in sobriety was forgiving ourselves because it is okay not to be okay. Yeah, that's right. And um, personally with uh, perfectionism, I had problems with it. So I would use alcohol to try to talk to women perfectly Mm -hmm. or to help ease my back pain Mm -hmm. and all these other issues. Um, you know, over time. Yeah. And I mean, that's just some of the excuses like that we had to forgive ourselves for. And truthfully, we're still forgiving ourselves all the time because we realize now that forgiving ourselves for our past and everything is going to be a lifelong process. So we just wanted to mention that perfectionism affected my life in regards to if one aspect of my life wasn't perfect, then everything else must suck as well Mm -hmm. and that's just not healthy that all or nothing kind of mentality um so that was always such an issue because no one's life is going to be perfect like you could have you could be a billionaire Mm -hmm. and so you have less money everyone thinks oh you know you're perfect but you know maybe don't have a good relationship with your parents or you know there there can be so many different things no one's going to have it all Absolutely. Everybody has their own demons and their own struggles and everything. So trying to be perfect is only going to hurt yourself. Yeah, it's because it's literally impossible. But Mm -hmm. people that have perfectionism like us, it's hard because logically we know that it's not obtainable, but we still try. That's true. Um, We know from ourselves and just being involved with others who struggle with this, it's very common to have like all or nothing or black and white thinking. Um, And learning to blur the edges with these and being more comfortable and compromising really comes with the learning to forgive yourself and others. When you forgive yourself and others, you allow yourself to heal mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. Because like internally, you can even mess up like your stomach and your organs and your heart um, from putting yourself under so much stress. Yeah, exactly. And when you realize um, that you're not your past, you open up all these, you know, different opportunities to become a better you. Yeah. Um, And uh, this version of yourself can even be sober if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is why forgiving yourself is uh, so important. Um, Personally, I like to call myself a... Reco- or recovering alcoholic 
um, instead of an alcoholic just because um, it it doesn't make me use that excuse that if I was still an alcoholic then it would be easier for me to to go drink again right you know so recovering it's like or ex-alcoholic or something like that mm -hmm. in my mind that makes it easier and it doesn't make it as okay to go back to drinking like it's not part of my ego it's not part of uh my persona right you know yeah and for me like i'm not as sober as long as josh and i'm not as comfortable with it so i still consider myself an alcoholic because i have let myself like loosen the reins on that in the past and that's when i've broke and gone and drank again and considering that I basically fought this for a decade. I really do have to keep myself in check because, like I said before, you know, like I, I've told this to people many, many times that I'm like the kid with Pringles. Once I pop, I can't stop. So once I have one drink, I can tell myself it's going to be the one drink. But somehow in two hours, I've had 10. Like, I just can't seem to stop myself. So I do call myself that only just to keep myself in check because I just know that I am so vulnerable to that still or I feel like I'm so vulnerable to that still with my past so. yeah and and I've been sober one time for like about four years and then I went back to drinking right so I kind of have that well, I've done it before mm -hmm. kind of um so the not drinking part of myself is stronger yeah um, you've had a little more time and plus like when i was talking about that decade probably the first five years of it i didn't believe that i had a problem i believed that everybody else was telling me i had a problem yeah. um and so like even denying that i had an active addition addiction like really made that extra problem so like i know i have to be very vigilant about that yeah but that doesn't mean that i can't forgive myself oh, and yeah. tell myself like i have recovered like i have bounced back from this mm -hmm. i just still use the word alcoholic to just keep myself in check <laughs> yeah no it's it, it makes sense and it's not like a bad thing it's just to like keep you in check because like what happened to me the first time mm -hmm. I was sober four years and I'm like, okay, I'm not an alcoholic anymore. Like, I'm, you know, and then I went out to, you know, do a wine tasting thing. And mm -hmm. two weeks later, I'm just like flat out drunk every day. Yeah. I'm going it, completely sober for four years to flat out drunk in like a week or two is totally insane. It's amazing how fast you can get back to that level. Yeah. Like I never thought I could. Um, I was almost a year sober the last time right before I got this two years sober. Um, I was 11 months sober and I told myself I'd go out and have one mm. except for the fact that I bought my old normal amount. I brought it home and I even downloaded that stupid BMI calculator to try to like mess with it. I mean, these are the lies that you can tell yourself in active addiction. Like it's going to be okay. And within two hours I had 10 drinks yeah. because I had bought my normal old amount, brought it home, but I still was only going to have one. You can't buy a handle of vodka and only have one, people. It just doesn't happen. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely does not happen. <laughs> so I had, I mean, I've had to forgive myself for even that. Um, you know, like even that mistake, like now I can laugh about it a little bit because it's just like, wow, I even talked myself into that one. But like I have to forgive that past person because 
she is why I am the person I am today. So I still have to love that past version of myself, but I do prefer this version, the healthier, happier version. <laughs> yeah. Not so. ignoring your problems. Yeah. Version. Yeah. Trying yeah. to actually tack, like deal with the problems now instead of just numbing them with alcohol. Yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and for, so forgiving others for hurtful things they did in the past is important as well. Definitely. Um, as this will reduce the amount of anger, resentment, um, in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, forgiving others will also help you realize that no one is perfect. Uh, so why are you beating yourself up over that? Um, you also should remember that forgiving someone doesn't mean what they did was right. Um, but it just reduces that internal anger. That's just going to hurt you. It's, it's not going to really help anybody out. Right. Um, it's just kind of a waste. Yeah, know? because, I mean, half the time when you're angry, the other person doesn't even realize it, yeah. you know, unless there's a conversation. So you're literally only hurting yourself with the anger. Yeah, there's some quote that I can't remember right now, but it's pretty much talking about how, like, if you have anger towards someone, it's just you're poisoning yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're not even, you know, so the whole thing is just... It's easy to do. Oh, it is. Um, and a lot of times it's justifiable, mm -hmm. but in the end, it's just hurting yourself. It doesn't do any good. Yeah. You know? So like learning to forgive the other people, understand why they are the way they are, helps you with forgiveness. And just knowing the fact that like, if you, if you're sure you didn't do anything wrong in the situation and like, you know, the other person has... You just have to like understand either you have a conversation and you confront it or you have to just let it go and like that's your choice with the anger um but either way you just don't want it to sit and fester and boil in your stomach and just hurt you you just you do want to make a choice you know talk about it or just be like that's just how they are and let it go i was about to say that that that's just how they are is mm -hmm. so important Mm -hmm. But then going back to the perfectionism thing, yeah, like, well, you're like, no, you're, they're not supposed to be that way. You know, the the over judging of yourself and others are like, yeah. why can't they just do the right things? Mm -hmm. But you just got to be like, okay, this is how they are, and I'll if I do this certain thing, that's this is what to expect. Mm -hmm. Like, if you know how their character, and you like ask them to come somewhere with you, and they just like are people that like. Cancel, cancel last minute yeah. and then they cancel and they're like oh my god what the fuck you know like yeah. getting all mad about it. it's like you know this is most likely gonna happen yeah you, so you're you're just being an idiot at that point i wouldn't you say know. an idiot yeah. you know yeah. like because you know you're still hopeful that the people will change and will come and everything yeah it sure said maybe foolish or something yeah maybe a maybe little it's a little harsh yeah maybe it's like you know opening yourself up to potentially a little bit more pain but at the same time, like, if you know that's how they are and you're prepared for it, it makes it easier to deal with when the bad happens. And, again, it's one of those things where you have to understand yourself mm -hmm. and others to be able to forgive because you just have to understand, like, I don't like when people do these things to me. Okay, so maybe you don't put yourself in that situation anymore. Yeah, that's you know? the best way to and deal then, with it. And then if you do want to put yourself in the situation, you just have to be like, okay, here are the other people in this situation, and here's how they usually respond. We're probably going to expect that, but hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's probably the best way to or the best advice that like I would give to deal with those situations and it may not be the right way but it's worked for us so yeah exactly yeah. so yeah but like especially um so with AA there is step 8 which specifically says make a list of persons we have harmed and become willing to make amends to them all um this talks about how you should apologize to anyone that you've hurt while drinking and or because of it um and this step is so hard for so many people but it's so important in regards to your long-term sobriety but this is also the step that has people like you know caught up sometimes because how do you actually go and talk to every single person in your life that you've hurt hmm. and sometimes when you don't even know that you've hurt them because you know sometimes you black out and sometimes you don't know that you've hurt the person sure. that that has happened to me um so like i know there's people in my past that i have hurt that i don't even remember what i said to, to them um but what i've done to deal with that stuff is i've flat out told them like I will be honest with you. I know that I've hurt you in the past. Mm. I don't remember exactly what I said. And I know I probably said the most hurtful thing to you at the time. And I'm sorry. Um, you know, and genuinely meaning that. And in this process of like apologizing to people, you start to forgive yourself too. Because you see in the other people's face like that you're not this horrible person that you turned yourself into. Like, I turned myself into, like, the beast of all beasts. I was just evil at that point. Um, but it was because, like, I had a lot of anger, a lot of, you know, internal anger. And when I drink, I just let it all explode. Um, and that, But that was the only time I would let it explode. Yeah, that we, we both talked about that. Yeah. That, like, because of the perfectionism part of us and how we were always, like, had all his responsibilities as mm -hmm. the oldest child um yeah pretty much being you know told that you had to do everything right mm -hmm. like the the alcohol allowed us to be like well you know we could use the alcohol as an excuse for acting childish and, and saying and, screw and, it <laughs> yeah and, and yeah exactly and expressing those all that built-up anger mm -hmm. so in a way you know it helped out for a second but what would have been a better way is to express that anger without having to it to be destructive right like, like expressing the anger in a healthy way like, like we were talking about out. before like having a conversation yeah. or it just understanding that that's how that person is let's not get ourselves into that situation again um that's yeah. all a part of forgiving yourself and others which is you know step eight of AA, but it's important for anybody who wants to get sober so you don't necessarily have to like sit there and make a perfect list and like have your perfect way that you're going to apologize to everyone like sometimes that's how it feels in AA that setup that like almost impossible setup it has it'll discourage people sometimes but really what it's trying to tell you is to forgive your it's trying to teach you how to forgive yourself and others because it opens up convert opens up healthy conversations like I hurt you and I'm sorry and then the person can either come back at you and be like these are the reasons and then you can have talk about it and you know heal mm. or you they sometimes immediately like I've gotten the response a couple times like I knew that wasn't the real you so I do forgive you mm. and it just got dropped and for the people that did that for me like one of my best friends did that for me um 
I thought she turned to like hating me, but really she was trying to hide from me mm. because she didn't want to see me crumbling. She didn't want to see me falling down. She was just so hurt by it. Mm. Um, but she still loved me and still like wanted to be there when I was healthy. Um, so I thought she just like was starting to hate me, but the truth was she was just trying to hide mm. because she was terrified that she'd get a phone call saying I was gone. Yeah. Um, because you know, I drank a lot in my past. I really did. But now um, this person, like, when I finally, like, apologized to her, she just literally looked at me and said, Monique, I knew that was never the person you were, so I forgive you. Like, this is the person I like, though, so can we keep her? <laughs> and that was fine. Like, that was truthful. That was honest. And I do like this version of me way better. So, like, it meant a lot to me for someone to say it to me like that. That really helped me in my forgiveness process mm. and i'm getting a little teary-eyed but oh. like it meant a lot to me obviously <laughs> um because you know like someone who has been in my life forever they knew i was just you know a little broken at the time mm. and that was okay she didn't want to leave me run away from me like never talk to me again so it meant the world to me yeah so yeah she's a great friend yeah <laughs> yeah and I mean, like, even you had to deal with it um, at the beginning of our yeah. relationship. I was drinking a little bit here and there because I was still trying to figure some stuff out. But, yeah. Yeah, but I could still see the, the true you, same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and thank God and, he did or we wouldn't be here. <laughs> and I think that's how a lot of, like, people see the person, but they themselves don't see themselves that way exactly like no no i'm horrible i'm horrible i just drink but they're just like stop just like now i'm almost getting teary-eyed too they're just like stop drinking and then everything will be okay yeah. stop <laughs> drinking stop. and the version of you we love will come back yeah, like bring we, that one back like we know it's still there but you tell yourself like it's gone no, it's gone forever so yeah yeah no it's it's definitely it's hard mm -hmm. you know so yeah definitely yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just so thankful that we're here at this point, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah, so this, the process is great and, um, it definitely helps release some guilt and, you know, provides closure to, you know, people that you might never see again, but mm -hmm. at least, you know, that's how they feel, right? Yeah. Like they're just, they're gone and that that's okay. Cause some, but most people, and if they were truly were your friend, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to stay. Yeah. Um, and so it's just about like getting rid of all that guilt and shame mm -hmm. and it's and it's about loving yourself again yeah which it is. is really it's, hard it is hard to it's do still hard nowadays mm -hmm. and that's that's something that especially with you know social media and all these kind of things it, it makes it even harder just because especially if you have perfectionist tendencies then mm -hmm you're seeing other people that are doing better with certain things yeah you know? like like you're bringing up like the social media thing like everybody always puts their a game on social yep. media nobody sees like the background pain nobody sees mm. the background like falling down stuff so they're seeing like your life being quote-unquote perfect mm. but that's not the total reality they're getting just the snapshots you choose mm. um so sometimes that's very misleading um because you're like I can't do that. I can't be perfect. Like, there's no way. Um, I mean, I've fallen trapped to that one a million times on Facebook where I'm like, oh, my God, they have a beautiful home. Oh, my God, they have a beautiful family. Oh, my God, they have a beautiful this. Like, 
something that like i'm like how but the truth is they didn't get that way by just like snapping their fingers it's not like you know but that's how it seems on facebook so you have to understand that every good thing takes time and that's one of the frustrating things about the world we live in right now is everything so instant gratification so like for us with the perfectionism with drinking like because things weren't perfect at that moment i had to have a drink because i that made me deal with it that Mm. it wasn't perfect that it wasn't happening in that very instant yeah um but like now i'm like because of the things that we've done over the last couple years like we're building new things and they're taking time and sometimes a little longer than even we're still comfortable with but the things we're building that are taking time are meaningful, are like fruitful, are towards our future. And those little things that take time really are making the future exciting again. So like my advice to people too is like, remember that all your dreams start with like one thing, mm-hmm. one sentence, one movement, one step. And each one of the baby steps like to help you get to those dreams you have to celebrate each of the little ones more because those little ones lead up to the big things, but those little ones, if they're not moving quick enough, seem impossible. But if you celebrate them like, hey, we sent this email today, that's great. Hey, we went to the gym today for an hour to take care of our body, that's great. Like whatever your goal is, breaking it down into little manageable things makes the perfectionism thing also easier to deal with because it's not like oh my god we don't have the house we don't we don't have a house like there's steps or we don't have our, the kid or, or we don't have a kid or like there's there's steps to take for these things and you just have to like break it down into smaller bits so it doesn't seem like it'll never happen forget it mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's very true yeah yeah um so yeah I, I feel the same way and you know we had so many goals and Mm-hmm. and dreams and we accomplished some of them already yeah like we got married yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and uh one of the things that can prevent a clear head is um repressed anger mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i feel the same way and you know we have all these dreams and goals and we've already done some of them already mm-hmm. so that's good yeah like getting married yeah exactly <laughs> and um uh, one of the things that can pre- prevent a clear head is repressed anger mm-hmm. um, that can develop as a side effect of drinking when you don't deal with it mm-hmm. right then. Um, and Imee Lowe says people who internalize their anger uh, hold it within their bodies and psyche. And they can also divert this anger towards themselves and they may suffer from uh, depression, anxiety, and somatization. Mm-hmm. Um, and somatization is um, emotions that turn into bodily pain or physical elements. Absolutely. And being in the rooms of AA and even out, um, you know, in various situations, you see a lot of addicts suffering with these mental ailments. And it's not something that, like, you know, they should be ashamed about or anything. It's literally just learning new ways to cope because we as addicts tend to cope with our drug of choice you know for us it was alcohol um and for others you know it's various drugs but it's literally trying to teach ourselves how to cope and not have so much anger um because like i know i've dealt with 
like I deal with anxiety pretty often and I have dealt with depression in the past and the depression was a part of that monster I talked about before that I had turned myself into because I was like, how did I turn into this person that just hates everything? When truthfully, I didn't hate everything. I was just mad. I was frustrated. Like, you know, so I was taking it out like hate, but, and hate and anger. But the truth was I was just frustrated with my current circumstances and saw no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, to help get myself out. So with learning the different ways of forgiveness and the other tools that we have um, throughout, you know, the two years of getting sober, like that's how I've ended up where I am now. So, yeah. But in that same article that you were talking about, um, it said that like when repressed anger is paired with perfectionistic or obsessive compulsive tendencies, It may manifest in a self-righteous way in which the person becomes highly critical of themselves or others with unrelenting standards. And that that statement right there to both of us was forgiving yourself and forgiving others because the repressed anger towards trying to make others be perfect or trying to be perfect ourselves or just being, you know, completely happy with but setting like too high a standards like it's just impossible. Yeah. So that's about like understanding the people that you're around. That's forgiving yourself for not being, you know, the best you think you should be. Just being comfortable with you. Yeah. And the same with others. Like expecting them to be better than they are. When you just have to be like, you know what? I love this person. It's fine. We will deal with this. We'll keep, we'll change the situation or we won't put ourselves in that situation because I'd rather be with the person and still love the person than get constantly mad, you know? So you just have to figure out that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so for anyone that's wondering, going to tell you all the different symptoms of repressed anger. Mm -hmm. Because hearing them actually like is surprising. Yeah. Um, it kind of taught us that we actually had had some and that what caused a lot of our drinking. And we still have them, but yeah. we're working on it. Mm-hmm. And because there's, there's just a lot of repressed anger. I mean, yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, so here are the symptoms. Uh, headache, digestive issues, emotional numbness, lethargy, depression, lingering sadness without clear reasons, mm-hmm. um, lack of motivation, chronic procrastination, uh, urges to hurt oneself, um, inability to stand up for oneself and let others take advantage of them, uh, having high, unreasonably high and unrelenting standards, having a harsh uh, self-critic or inner critic, and uh, inability to relax or have pleasure in life, confused sense of self and identity, confusion, and the tendency to judge others. And if you have any of those symptoms, please first just take a deep breath there's nothing wrong with it everybody has these symptoms at different parts in their lives so you really do just have to understand that it's not making you any different or anything like that than anyone else you just have to breathe and you have to learn how to deal with this repressed anger which is something that we're constantly learning about and you know bringing up and like adding and through the various tools i'm sure that this like like this residual anger will come up again um because you know we want you to understand that like you're not gonna fix all of these things in one second it's impossible it's a process you know i've been sober now for two years and i'm still 
relearning and fixing different things and learning new ways. And that's why we wanted to do this podcast for you guys to give you the tools over time and as we learn them over time to share them with you too because no matter what, sobriety is also always a learning game. You want to learn new ways to cope always because every single day your life is different. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's there's always challenges and mm-hmm. and you always want to keep learning and it's not it's not easy but it's yeah. better than an alternative. Absolutely. Like it's it's very hard still. Like yeah. there's a lot of days that, you know, like some bad stuff happens and mm-hmm. and you just, you know, your mind goes to it for a second like, "Oh, just just want to, you know, drink and mm-hmm. not think about this." Yeah. But then you, you know, the, all the negative consequences that come with it and Yeah. But it's hard. It's like it's a never-ending battle. It is. And so having, you know, certain tools you can go to when you're fight when you have to you know fight the monster Mm -hmm. um it just makes it a lot easier than going in there like you know like naked yeah you know just trying to yeah just trying to punch him or something you don't have a shield or or a sword you need tools but um yeah you're not a gladiator (laughs) so that's just what we're trying to you know provide and, and say that this is what worked for us yeah and one of the ways even to do that is to finding something little every day that makes you happy Hmm. um whether it's going to the gym or reading a book or doing or breathing techniques or using like the calm app i know that works for a lot of people um or watching your favorite tv show you just have to find ways that you love that are healthy choices to just you know be there for you Hmm. like some people might need you know like a nighttime routine or a morning routine like something like that that will help you kind of be like this is my hour this is my half hour this is my 10 minutes to myself depending on your circumstances because i know moms out there sometimes like they don't have 10 minutes to themselves so you know you you work it in with what you have Hmm. um but you just give yourself something every day that you're like that made me happy i'm so glad i did that Hmm. that was for me you know, and the rest of the day can be about everybody else if need be. But like, you need to find something every day that's just for you. So those those times of like happiness, they kind of help chip away at that anger. Absolutely. So if you don't have that, then the anger just stays the same or grows. Yeah, it festers. Because yeah. you're like, why am I doing all this for everybody else? Why doesn't anyone give me a minute of my own mm. time? It's not even like letting people give you a minute of your own time. You have to choose sometimes to give yourself minutes in the day um i personally had to start choosing to give myself time um because you know i love helping people i love helping others but sometimes like i've helped people for a week and i'm like i have gotten nothing accomplished for myself Hmm. and that made me angry yeah angry at yourself yeah so like it's it's about balancing and understanding your boundaries Hmm. and knowing that you are constantly learning those boundaries too you have to just be able to adjust a little bit more and it seems counterintuitive but you just start to be like if you if you know like you have something to look forward at the end of the day or something to look forward to in the morning or you know midday whenever you sneak in your you time Mm -hmm. like it gives you something to kind of be like okay, all this other stuff doesn't matter. Like, I know I have some time for myself coming up. Like, I, it's okay. Yeah. It really does help. Yeah, exactly. And and for me, like, what I've 
usually do is I'll I'll like go for walks or I'll try to read, even though I haven't been doing that recently. Um, or doing or, something artistic for you. Yeah, I'll try to like color mm -hmm. um, or go to the gym. And everyone has their own different things. But so whatever you've done in the past that um, like when when you weren't drinking, when you were, you know, you, you were just like, you know, sober when, and... when you're sober and a happy time in your life. And what, what did you like to do? Like mm -hmm. try to go back to that. And you'll just, you'll just, you'll just be amazed at how much, um, like joy that can really give you. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And if anybody wants to comment about different things that they have done that they think we should try or that we should suggest to people to try, we'd love to hear about it as well, because we're always looking for new opportunities to help with, like with the self-improvement and just finding new ways to find things exciting in life exactly so so hope you guys got some good information and we'll see you next time bye, bye. thanks for listening to alternatives to aa if you would like to contact us directly please shoot us an email at alternatives to aa 2021 at gmail.com we also hope that you continue to join us on mondays at 6 p.m you can watch us live on youtube you can subscribe to us that way as well. You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.